Introducing Bluehost Cloud, ultra-fast WordPress hosting with 100% uptime. Want a website with unmatched power, speed, and control? Of course you do. And now you can have all three with Bluehost Cloud, the new web hosting plan from Bluehost. With 100% uptime and incredibly speedy load times, your WordPress websites will be dependable and lightning fast on a global scale. Plus, your sites can handle even the biggest traffic spikes without going down or lagging. And with Bluehost Cloud, you get 24-7 WordPress priority support, meaning you're connected to WordPress experts anytime you need them. Not to mention, you automatically get daily backups and world-class security. So, what are you waiting for? Get Bluehost Cloud today by visiting bluehost.com. That's bluehost.com. If your roof starts to leak or your floor's really squeak, you live in a money pit. Money pit. If your basement needs a pump or your place looks like a dump, you live in a money pit. Money pit. Pick up the telephone, fix up your home sweet home. I call it Money Pit is presented by Angie.com, your home for everything home, and RoofMax. Now, here are Tom and Leslie. Coast to coast and floorboards to shingles, this is the Money Pit Home Improvement Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. And happy spring, everybody. It's a beautiful spring weekend where I am. I hope it is where you are. And if you are ready to take on some spring fix-up projects, you are in exactly the right place. Maybe you're sprucing up your deck. Maybe you're sprucing up your yard. Maybe you're sprucing up your kitchen. Maybe you're sprucing up some other aspect of your DIY life. But if you've got questions on how to get those projects done, big and small, reach out to us with your questions. A couple of ways to do that. You can call us at 1-888-MONEYPIT or better yet, post your questions to moneypit.com slash ask. Coming up on today's show, if your kitchen cabinets are getting older or just need a pick-me-up, you don't necessarily have to tear them all out. We're going to share tips on how to get a brand new look for your cabinets without breaking the bank. And if your roof shingles are dried out and you're getting ready to replace it, well, hold up. We're going to tell you about a product that can re-energize roof shingles and add five more years of life. And it's the season to get outside and enjoy the barbecues, picnics, and parties. But that enjoyment can quickly end when mosquitoes are on the hunt for their next meal. And that could be you. So we're going to share some tips to prevent that from happening. But first, what is your home reno plan for the year ahead? You got a project or two in mind? Well, we want to help you create your best home ever. Reach out to us with your questions right now at 1-888-MONEYPIT or post your questions to moneypit.com slash ask. Let's get started. Leslie, who's first? Dorothy in Tennessee is on the line and has a question about an in-ground pool. What's going on? I have a, a definite money pit. All right. Um, <laughs> Welcome to the club. A, really. I have a huge in-ground pool that it just wouldn't do any of us to not buy this house with this pool because we thought we'd just love it. And yet right. the kids promised to help take care of it and all that stuff. They're right. and gone. I don't want to take care of it. Don't want to pay all that money. And I'm wondering if there's a solution to doing something interesting with this space that isn't such a money pit. You know, you're not in an unusual scenario. I spent 20 years as a professional home inspector. And when we did inspect homes that had pools, I'd say a pretty good portion of the time, the question from my client was the same question you just asked. I don't want the pool. I want nothing to do with it for, you know, a whole variety of reasons. 
what can I do with it? And in those cases, generally what folks do with it is they fill it in. You know, they tear up any concrete edges or, or, uh, it's anything on top that might be part of their patio or, or whatever. And they basically fill it in and tamp it and compact it and it becomes yard space. So if you don't want to use it as a pool, that's pretty much your only option. Well, exactly. Is, is there a, a, an inexpensive way of doing that? Uh, the little bit of research I've done, uh, it, it's not inexpensive to fill it in. <laughs> well, look, you need to find, it's not a hard, look, you, putting dirt in a, in a hole is not a difficult thing to do. What, what you have to do is, first of all, obviously you have to disconnect all of the mechanical systems, right? And, and right. There's power out there. All that has to be disconnected and any plumbing has right. to be disconnected. So you get rid of all of the stuff that's easy like that. And then for the rest of it, if you have like, uh, you know, a decking or a curbing around the outside edge of the pool, that will have to be broken up. Now, if that's the case, I can't imagine that would take more than an hour or two to break up with this, with a jackhammer because it's only going to be a few inches thick of concrete. So it's actually pretty easy to break up. And then you have to have excavators that will come in and probably with a, a small piece of equipment like a bobcat, start to move a lot of dirt into that space because it has to be tamped. You know, you can't just put it in there without tamping it. Um, and in right. fact, you might also, where you actually, you may need to break up the bottom of the pool. Otherwise you won't have drainage, right? So you probably have to bust right. that up too. And then it's just going to have to be filled in and tamped and filled in and tamped and filled in and tamped because if you don't, it'll become a sinkhole. It'll just, you know, be a, a depressed area in the yard. You want to really fill it up. You're going to use clean fill dirt for that. You're not going to use topsoil, obviously. So the, the dirt is pretty much the cost of the transportation. It's, it's almost like you don't pay for the dirt, but that's probably the best thing to do with it. And then start thinking about what you do want to do with that space. Well, I, I can imagine a, a really nice formal garden out there. Um, well, there you go. Or, uh, fire pit, gazebo, all kinds of neat things. But uh, get, getting to that point is not going to be cheap. How long do you plan on staying in this house? I mean, this is basically, is this it forever? <laughs> oh, <laughs> probably. Thinking, <laughs> yeah, probably. Because, possibly. I mean, there's that, that one thing to consider, and that is if the pool is functional, uh, and you, you know, take it out, whether or not it's going to deter from the value of from your home. From the homes. resale value. Yeah, and sometimes it will right. and sometimes it won't. It depends on, you know, who's buying it and what their needs and wants and desires are. Well, hopefully we've given you some ideas on what, what is possible and good luck with that project. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. Milton, Delaware needs some help with ventilation. What's going on at your Money Pit? Well, I bought this uh, house. Uh, it's an older house. And I got these two bathrooms, and they have no ventilation. So I'm trying to put some ventilation in or figure out how to put some ventilation in. And I was wondering, can I just put, like, a hole and a vent and blow it outside the sidewall? Can I blow it up into the attic? Uh, I guess what can I do to get some ventilation? Because, you know, you guys say... Water makes mold, and I yep. don't yeah. want to have any mold in my bathroom. Yeah. Okay, so you certainly could either install the bath exhaust fan on the wall so it blows directly outside. That's possible. You need, of course, to make sure you have the right termination on the out, on the outside so that you don't get you know, a lot of drafts blowing in, especially on an exterior wall. If you want to blow it up towards the attic, you cannot dump the moisture into the attic. So you certainly can go up in that direction. But once it gets to the attic, you have to hook up uh, a duct that will take it to the exterior, which could be through the roof or it could be through the sidewall up there. But either way is fine. And then make sure that since you're going through all this work that you wire it with, if this, the fan doesn't have this built in, which many do, especially the better ones, 
but wire it so that it is humidistatically controlled so that when you step out of the shower and dry off and leave the bathroom, the fan stays on until the air is dry in that space. And that's what's going to cut back on the mold and the cleaning that would be required. Okay, so I can ventilate it out through, the, through like, the end cable, the end gable, whatever it's called, because, it, I mean, there is ventilation at the roof vent. That's not good enough. I have to run it out through no. the... No, uh, yeah, you don't want to dump it, like, at that roof vent. What will happen is you'll get a lot of condensation because you're, you're taking warm, moist air, so you don't want to, you know, drop it underneath the roof vent. I've seen those ducts sort of being tacked the side of a rafter, like right under a roof vent, and then what happens is the roof sheathing rots out in that area, or even the rafter starts to grow mold. So, no, you want to you want to take it right out through that gable, and you're going to put it through a, a dryer vent. Um, there's a piece of flashing that has like a, a hood on the outside, and it has a flap, a damper that closes, so no birds get in there. And then you're basically going to drive it out that way. Okay. Okay. So, so I can't drive it out. So I was thinking about maybe going out through the fascia on the. On the side of the, of the roof there, area there, can you run it out that way, or does it matter? Oh, you mean the soffit. Yeah, I know what you're saying. No, the soffit. The soffit. Uh, no, no, same reason. Though, first of all, the soffit vents are, those um, pores are not big enough to let the dryer exhaust get out there. It's just going to clog up. So you're better off just running it right through that gable wall on the end. If you can do that, that's what I'd recommend. Okay, great. Thanks for your help today. Did you know that Americans take 20,000 breaths a day and spend an average of 90% of their time indoors? That's right. And according to the EPA, the level of indoor air pollutants can be two to five times higher than outdoor air and occasionally more than 100 times higher. Plus, every spring we get socked with allergens too. Well, Air Doctor is an air purifier that filters out dangerous contaminants like pollen, pet dander, dust mites, and mold. Their Ultra HEPA filter has been independently tested to remove 99.99% of tested allergens, including bacteria and viruses. That's impressive. Now, Air Doctor also comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee. So if you don't love it, just send it back for a refund minus the shipping. And they're offering a special discount to Money Pit listeners. Just head to airdoctorpro.com and use promo code MONEYPIT, and you'll receive up to $300 off air purifiers. Exclusive to podcast customers, you'll also receive a free three-year warranty on any unit, which is an additional $84 value. Lock this special offer in right now by going to airdoctorpro.com and use promo code MONEYPIT. That's airdoctorpro.com, promo code MONEYPIT. Kirsten in Michigan's on the line with a leaky situation. What's going on? We have been in our house for 15 years, colonial, and came home the other day, and my husband said that there were water spots, about four of them, on our family room ceiling. And just above that is the master bathroom where lots of showers take place. <laughs> okay. Do you have a shower or a bathtub? We have both. Is it a stand, uh, standalone shower stall? Yes. It is. All right, and what's the shower pan made out of? Is it uh, tile or is it fiberglass? Is it fiberglass? It's fiberglass. Okay, and um, what you're going to have to do here is to try to do a little bit more detective work, trying to figure out where this is coming from. I mean, obviously, it's coming from somewhere in the bathroom, and I can tell you the the culprits. The first is the shower pan, which we hope is okay, but I'll tell you how to mm-hmm. test it because if it's not okay, you have to rip out a good part of the shower to pan, shower stall to fix it. What you're going to want to do is is take a, a washcloth or, you know, like one of those um, rubber pads that you use to open up jars that are, have, like, lids that are too tight. Yeah. Those things work good, too. You put it over the drain, and then you fill that shower pan up with three or four inches of water, I mean, as much as it can take without overfilling. And you mm-hmm. let it sit there for a while, 
And pretty much as soon as you fill it up, I want you to go downstairs right away and look at the ceiling and see if you have any leaks. Because I've done okay. this test and had it leak immediately. Because basically what you're doing is you're filling the shower pan up and you're making sure there's no fine cracks in that pan. Okay. Especially important if you have tile, by the way, because the, the water goes through the tile and, and, and then We do have tile wet. in the bathroom. Yeah, well, I mean, on, on the shower pan. You don't have tile on the shower pan. But sometimes no. we see lead-lined shower pans where this goes through quickly. So we do that, if that's okay. The next thing you want to do is look carefully at the tile walls and make sure that the joints are caulked in the corners and also where the uh, where the tile meets the shower pan itself because those are the other areas that water tends to leak through. And lastly, examine the tile very carefully for gaps in the grout because what can happen is it, it may not leak when you're just draining water straight through the shower pan, but when you step into the shower and the water starts hitting your body and bouncing off, getting all over the walls, that's when it leaks because mm-hmm. that water is now being sort of forced in against those tiles and it will get down behind it. It's going to be something in that sort of area that generally causes this if it's right under a bathroom. And now, do you notice that it's uh, consistent with rainfall at all, by the way? No. Mm-mm. Okay, because if it was, I would tell you to look at the flashing where the plumbing vent comes through the roof, which is also going to be vertical at that spot. But I suspect it's probably something in that master bath. And I hope I gave you a few things to check for there that uh, make some sense. Yes, thank you very much. Well, guys, kitchens are one place in the house where most of us spend a ton of time. But if you ever feel like your kitchen cabinets are dated and kind of bringing down the whole space, there are lots of options for getting a new look without breaking the bank. Now, those would include replacing, refacing, or just refinishing the cabinets. So let's review the difference. Now, replacing, of course, is just that. You tear it all out, you start again. It's a good way to go when you want to reconfigure the layout or when the existing cabinets are really junky, kind of falling apart. Now, refacing is when you resurface the cabinets with new doors and drawer fronts and hardware. That can be less expensive and also make a big difference. But how do you determine if your kitchen's a good candidate for that approach? The key is you got to be happy with that existing configuration because with refacing, you're not changing the layout. You're not adding cabinets, right? The cabinets need to be good quality, structurally speaking, so they can sort of stand up to the refacing. There's no sense in refacing a cabinet that's going to have a very weak structure to it because you're kind of throwing good money after bad. Now, lastly, refinishing a cabinet is probably your most cost-effective move because repainting or restaining is a great DIY project that delivers good results. And with the trend in cabinet colors like gray and white, Painting is a really inexpensive option that can totally update your kitchen very, very easily. And lastly, don't forget about that hardware. If you want to do one thing, not spend a lot of money, get all new hardware. It's like adding new jewelry to the kitchen. It really makes the whole room pop. Jim in Tennessee is online and is dealing with some bees. What kind of bees? Are they all over? Are you getting stung? What's happening? Uh, We have a log cabin in East Tennessee. And shortly after we built it, we started having a problem with boring bees. Ah, carpenter so bees. So these are, these are giant bumblebees that uh, so far have not stung anybody. They have big, black, shiny tushies, and they can drill a perfect <laughs> hole in all yep. wood surfaces, five-eighth yep. inches around. They've decided to make our cabin their home as well. Yep. 
And about this time of the year, we're inundated with thousands of bees. We've had exterminators come through, and uh, nothing nothing seems to eradicate them. I don't know what, what material they're applying, but usually the right pesticide will prevent them from coming back. What they're basically doing is they're drilling holes in wood surfaces, and then they go in those holes and they lay eggs, and then they just kind of let them sit there and hatch. Now, with the right types of, of uh, pesticide, usually there's a powdered pesticide that they actually put into the holes and around there that will, that will uh, stop that. Now, is it happening in the logs themselves or is it on like the fascia and the trim? No, it's uh, every, pretty much everywhere. Wow. Yeah. Uh, it's in the log and it is, it's in the fascia and trim as well. Yeah, because, uh, the fascia and the trim, you know, I, I had some fascia and trim like that that was getting ravaged in a garage and I, and I got tired of treating it every year. So I just replaced it with a composite material. And it was funny because the first year after that, the bees kept sw- flying around it like thinking, Hey, it looks like wood, but it doesn't taste like wood. So <laughs> eventually gave up and didn't come back. But, uh, it sounds to me like you're just not, dealing with the right type of pest control professional? Because I don't understand why, if they're applying some of the standard products that are out there, which you can't buy, by the way, because they're not over the counter, that these bees keep coming back. Right. Well, we we have a home contract for a pest control company, right. and we've had them uh, since we built the house. And they've, they've applied treatment several times, but uh, it doesn't seem to really eradicate the bees. I can't give you a specific pesticide, but I will tell you that insecticidal dust is typically what works best. It has to be applied to the holes, even inside of those holes. And then once it's inside of them, you do not want to seal up the holes. You want to let it sit and do its job. And then after the season, so to speak, then you should seal up the holes because if you don't, they'll come back. But you want to make sure that all the bees have been killed because if you don't make sure they're all killed, they'll just keep drilling to find new spaces because you, you know, seal off the ones that they had. But if you apply the insecticidal dust, that will do it. And then after you have it all sealed up, then you might want to think about staining or, or uh, refinishing those outside surfaces because that will also discourage bee infestation. Also, you know, it's typically paints or stains with any kind of a varnish. Uh, they're not going to like the taste of that stuff. Okay. All right. Great. All right. Yeah. Good luck with that project. And thank you again for calling us at 888 Money Pit. Everyone should know that drinking water is important to staying hydrated and healthy. Having safe, clean water is the last thing you want to worry about, but unfortunately, according to extensive research by the Environmental Working Group, three out of four homes in America have harmful contaminants right in its tap water. That's why we are thrilled to be working with AquaTrue. AquaTrue purifiers use a four-stage reverse osmosis purification process, and their countertop purifiers work with no installation or plumbing. It removes 15 times more contaminants than ordinary pitcher filters and is specifically designed to combat chemicals like PFAs in your water supply. And they have water purifiers to fit every type of home, from installation-free countertop purifiers to higher-capacity under-sink options. They even have a Wi-Fi-connected purifier and mineral boost options. And its proprietary purification technology is independently tested by IATMO to NSF and ANSI standards to remove over 80 of the most harmful contaminants, including chlorine, fluoride, arsenic, PFAs known as forever chemicals, nitrate, and many more. I can truly taste the difference when I compare it with my old water filter. 
AquaTrue saves you money also. Just one set of filters from their classic purifier makes the equivalent of 4,500 bottles of water. That's less than three cents a bottle. Plus, you'll save the environment from tons of plastic waste. AquaTrue comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee and even makes a great gift. And today, Money Pit listeners can receive 20% off any AquaTrue purifier. Just go to AquaTrue.com. That's A-Q-U-A-T-R-U.com and enter code MONEYPIT at checkout. That's 20% off any AquaTrue water purifier when you go to AquaTrue.com and use promo code M-O-N-E-Y-P-I-T. Money Pit. Your brain needs support. And new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine. Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Judy in Louisiana, you've got the money pit. What are you working on? Hi. I uh, was asking about mildew and mold on brick. How do I get it off the easiest way? I mean, it's outside. How do I get it off the easiest way without damaging the mortar? So there's a variety of products out there that can do that. Uh, And these cleaners essentially saturate the mold or the moss or the mildew. And then they break down the fibers and then rain essentially washes it away. They're slow working. It's not like you're going to, you know, do it once and it'll be done. Uh, but it will get clean. So there's products like spray and forget or wet and forget. There's concrobium. There's, um, Zinzer has one. And, you know, all of those products are basically a mildicide that are designed to, to kill that material. I used them on a roof of a shed last year that was literally totally covered with moss. And I just happened to notice this past weekend was we were out doing some work in the yard that I could see all the shingles again as if it never existed. So it just basically melted it all away. So that's the way to do that. You can pressure wash some of that off, but if you do it, you just have to use a gentle pressure washer so that you don't uh, destroy the surfaces underneath. Good luck with that project. Thanks for calling us at 888 Money Pit. Well, every year, millions of roofs are replaced because they've simply dried out, they've become brittle, and they're no longer protecting your home. But of all the jobs that homeowners have to tackle, replacing a roof is one of the most complicated, expensive, and let's not forget life-disrupting projects. Well, fortunately, there's another solution to restoring the protection provided by your roof. It's called RoofMax. RoofMax is a roof restoration and rejuvenation treatment that is safe, easy, proven, and an affordable alternative to roof replacement. With us to talk about how it works is Mike Fiesel, the CEO of RoofMax. Welcome, Mike. Hey, thanks for having me on, Tom. Hi, Leslie. Hey, Mike. So, interestingly, as your roof gets older, things start to dry out, the roof doesn't function as well, and therefore isn't protecting the house as properly as it should do. And I think a lot of people immediately jump to, well, now I have to replace my roof, even though maybe we haven't reached the lifetime capacity of that roofing shingle itself. So what RoofMax is doing is something completely different from a roof replacement. Can you explain to us a little bit about what RoofMax is and how it works? It's very simple. As your roof dries out, the oils, there's petrochemical oil in the asphalt. And as they dry out, the shingles become brittle, same reason you get a pothole in the road. 
And basically, our product, our formulation, is a plant-based oil that when applied like a skin moisturizer, it soaks down into the shingles, and it replaces the dried-out petrochemical oils and restores flexibility. Um, and we were, we've passed flexibility testing by the same testing labs that the manufacturers, the roofing manufacturers use. So we passed the same flexibility testing required of a brand new roof. Yeah, when I first heard about your product, I'd seen in the 20 years I spent as a home inspector a wide variety of, of roof treatments that didn't make any sense. But the first thing I did is went to your site and checked out the research done by Ohio State. And it's very, very impressive. And in fact, I think we've been talking about RoofMax now for over a year since we introduced the product to our audience. And since then, you have gained wide acceptance in the industry as an alternative to that roof replacement. I think that's huge because, I mean, let's face it, you're a disruptor. You're in an industry that hasn't had much change <laughs> in, you know, 50, 100 years. And now you're coming in saying, wait, you don't have to replace those shingles. You can rejuvenate them. So that must have been a challenge. But it seems like you've broken through. Yeah, I mean, anything new that, just, you know, anything disruptive, you know, people are going to be very skeptical. They should. But, you know, we've been in this now for five years. We're over 100 million square feet applied. And now we're working with a lot of national brands, architects, engineers referring us, engineering firms, roof management. is the largest roof asset management company in the country. We're now involved with them. So, but it's taken time. You know, it's, it's definitely been a, an educational battle. You know, and what's so interesting is that generally when you see a product, it's either for multifamily, single family, you know, you don't see a lot of crossover. And so what's interesting here is that while RoofMax is doing so well in the single family home developments, you're seeing now a real need in multifamily developments as well. And I think proof of that is you're in the process of working with LiveCore, which is the largest real estate investment trust in the nation. So that's huge. That's amazing. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's our first project with them uh, coming up a little later this month down in uh, South Florida. So, yeah, we're excited to be working with them. And, of course, that gives us credibility to that entire industry, to the property management sector. So, yeah, we're real excited about that. Now, folks are interested in RoofMax. You have dealers that you work with, that you've trained, that you're dealers all across the country. How many are they? What would happen if I called a RoofMax dealer? What's sort of the first step? I mean, is is every roof going to be a candidate for RoofMax? So we've got dealers across the country, as you said. We have over 300 dealers now. You go to our website, roofmax.com, fill out the form, and then our form is uh, through our automation. It goes to the dealer that's closest to you in your area. They'll reach out to you and schedule a time to look at the roof. About 90% of the roofs that people think they need to replace, we're able to treat, but that requires an on-site roof assessment. So we get up, look at the roof, and just make sure that RoofMax is a good candidate. And it's not always a good candidate. You know, and there are parts of the country where 20% of the roofs maybe don't qualify. But on average, across the country, it's about nine out of 10 roofs we're able to treat and at least get five years. Each treatment lasts for five years. Some of these customers, if we get it soon enough, we can treat up to three times and really just double the life of the roof, add 15 more years. That's pretty impressive. I mean, if you put it on, it's good for five years. So is there a warranty that's available? There is. We have a flexibility warranty, so we guarantee flexibility for that five-year period, and it's a prorated warranty. It's also what we do different with our warranty than most uh, product manufacturers, you know, home improvement products. We don't attach the warranty to an individual. We attach it to the home, so it stays with the home. If you sell the property, that warranty gets basically transferred over to the new buyer because it's attached to the home, not to the individual. 
Yeah, let's talk about that because, you know, in the state of Florida, I've come to understand that insurance companies have been giving people a hard time about uh, insuring homes that have roofs that are 15, 16 years old. So really not reached the end of a normal life cycle, but uh, they're still requiring them to put on new roofs. With RoofMax, though, there's an alternative to that. There is. And we're having a lot of success with property owners where they'll get a letter from the insurance company saying, hey, your roof is 15 years old, you need to replace it. And then we come out, treat the roof, get a certified inspector to inspect the roof and state that there's five years more remaining life and they are able to keep their insurance policy intact. Well, that's fantastic. Mike Fiesel from RoofMax, thank you so much for continuing with the RoofMax product and giving folks the option to avoid having to tear off a roof. They can rejuvenate the roof instead, pick up lots of years of life expectancy and spend a fraction of the cost. What is it, about 20% of the cost, right, of replacement to do yeah. a roof max treatment. Buy yourself five years of life, maybe again and again for a total of 15. Yep, absolutely. Mike, thanks so much for stopping by the Money Pit. Hey, thanks for having me on, guys. Take care. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Todd in Florida's on the line is having some issues with the driveway. Tell us what's going on. I've got a house I'm renovating here in Florida, and the driveway's in pretty decent shape. It's got all these, it's like uh, half a dozen cracks running through different ways through it, like almost spider cracks. Okay. And I want to know what's the best way instead of tearing it up and re-pouring it to fix that and make it look good. Yeah, there's a new product out by QuickCrete that's perfect for that. It's called Recap. And essentially, it's designed to go on top of the old concrete surface. You can and squeeze really it. And stick can, to it. Yeah, you can trowel it. It has tremendous adhesion power, and you can go right over those cracks. You can have a, a trowel finish or a broom finish, whatever you want, and you will completely resurface that driveway. Um, you'll find it at different home centers, I think Home Depot and Lowe's. But if you go to quickcrete.com or use their dealer locator, it's called Recap, R-E-C-A-P. And we've seen this stuff demonstrated, and it's amazing. When it adheres to the old concrete, uh, in tests, they try to pull it out, pull it apart, and it's so hard to pull apart. It actually ripped out the old concrete with it. So it really oh, wow. adheres well. Prep is pretty easy. You basically are going to pressure wash that driveway. You get all the dirt and debris and moss and mildew off of it. And then while it's wet, you apply the recap, and the th- stuff hardens and is drivable uh, within about 24 hours. Oh, great. So it's a lot cheaper than spending $1,000. Oh, yeah, yeah. This is, this is exactly what it's, what it's designed for. Spider cracks in driveways that don't look so hot. You just completely resurface it, okay? Awesome. That's what I'm about to do. I'll look that up. Thank you for your help. I appreciate that. Yep. Good luck, Todd. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. 
Well, now's the season to get outside and enjoy all what the warm weather offers us, like barbecue picnics and parties. But that enjoyment can end very quickly when mosquitoes are on the hunt for their very next meal, which, of course, could be you. So we're going to share some tips to prevent that from happening. Now, the first step toward making your home less inviting for mosquitoes is to eliminate standing water where mosquitoes lay their eggs. And here's why. According to the CDC, mosquitoes grow from eggs to full size, ready to bite adults in as little as 7 to 10 days. And the best way to stop that from happening is to eliminate any standing water around your house. Now, you might be thinking, well, my yard doesn't have puddles. I don't live next to a lake, so I'm good on that, right? Well, probably not. There are literally dozens of places standing water can collect in an average home. Mosquitoes need only a cup or more of water to drop a whole brood of youngins who are going to grow up fast and start stinging right away. So think about places like your gutters. If they're clogged, you got a breeding pond. Don't miss places like pool covers, pet dishes, kids' toys, buckets, even overturned garage can lids that can hold a bit of water. Really, anything at all that collects an inch or more of water needs to be drained. Because remember, it's only going to be there for a week, and they're already ready to bite. So if you stop standing water wherever it exists, the only thing you're going to be slapping this summer are steaks on the grill. Debbie in Arkansas is on the line and has a question to help her daughter's house. What can we do for you guys? Hi. uh, My daughter recently bought a house. It's an older house that's been remodeled. And she was going to renovate around her fireplace, and she discovered that the large wall behind the fireplace, which is about a 20-foot wide wall has got uh, it had brick behind the plaster and mm-hmm. so she uh, took all the plaster down but it had been put up with liquid nails so there's liquid nails all over this brick all over oh, it and boy. it's made a terrible mess and she's called in a couple of people to give bids and it was thousands of dollars to either rebrick over it or chisel it down and they said it would probably ruin the brick if they did And so I was just curious if you had any ideas at all. We looked up on the Internet, and there was one about a heat gun possibly, but I thought maybe you might have a a cheaper or easier way of doing it. Wow, it's quite a mess. Yeah, I mean, certainly you can use a heat gun, but a heat gun is very hot, and it's going to cause all kinds of fumes. And and the problem with the the fact that you had this type of adhesive, it's going to soak into the pores of the brick. So... At best, even after doing all that, you're going to end up painting the brick, which we hate to tell anybody to do because it's going to, otherwise it's just going to look terrible. You're never going to have that natural brick. That decision was made for you by whoever decided it was going to need to glue the plaster right to the brick without putting any kind of a furrance strip or, or something of that nature. There are, you know, various types of adhesive softeners out there, but I fear that even if you went through all that trouble, you're still going to have a very undesirable looking surface. So I think if, I'm sorry that it's all torn up now, but I think if it was me, I would probably fur over that, attach wood strips to that uh, brick surface, and I would probably put new drywall or some other surface over it at this point and give up on the idea of having an exposed brick wall, unless, of course, you want to rebrick the whole thing, which is, you know, a big mess and a big job. And a big expense, too. And a big expense, <laughs> yeah, of course, yeah, absolutely. Okay, all right. Well, thank you very much. I appreciate it. Well, Eden in Florida wrote in saying, my wife unplugs all of our appliances in a thunderstorm, including the refrigerator. I've argued for years that she doesn't need to do this. Can you tell me who's right? I love to settle a spousal fight, but I mean, this seems excessive. <laughs> I, I do feel the pain because we had that before I put in the whole house surge protector. We had the lightning strike and lost the dryer. 
So I do know that those things are possible. They are possible. They're not common. They're not likely. But I have seen this very thing happen. It happened to my neighbor, and it was really the first time even that I that I had a personal experience with it. Uh, and it took out, let me see, it took out our microwave, it took out our cable boxes. There was a few things, and I think it might have affected the washing machine too. But hey, you never really know. And I think the idea of putting the surge a protector into that system is really the hot ticket there because that's going to stop a lot of that damage. It's something an electrician can install inside the box. I mean, just picking out the refrigerator, you know, I don't know. I mean, the chances of it get of it of it uh, you know getting damaged is pretty rare. But it makes your wife feel better. Then I would just advise you to not argue with her and remember she's always right and keep the keep the marriage <laughs> happy. You know. <laughs> well, what is the saying? Happy wife, happy life. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I think that's how the saying goes. Whereas in my house, it's do everything to annoy mom. And, you know, then mom just goes right. and hides in another room and <laughs> you're okay. <laughs> well, I hope that helps you out, Aiden. And, you know, in the end, she's saving you money by not having to replace those appliances. Maybe not the groceries, yeah. but the appliance for sure. But one time you don't do it, you know you're going to get hit with lightning and all the food will go bad or something like that. You know, a better option maybe is just to put in a standby generator, a whole house generator. Then you never have to worry about your power going out. Well, maybe the vegetables in your garden can be eaten, but can they be shaken or stirred? Leslie has tips (laughs) on the most popular plants for cocktails in today's edition of Leslie's Last Word. And might I say, what a fun topic for this holiday weekend. I mean, it really is. I mean, come on, guys. Move over, tomatoes. Growing fruits and herbs for drinks really is a fun new approach to your backyard garden, and spring is the perfect time to get it going. Now, you can add some zest to seltzer, beer, or cocktails with your homegrown limes. They can dress up a plain old glass of water or bring out those floral notes in the finest of alcoholic beverages. And limes can be grown in pots outside during the summer. And then go on and bring that pot inside your house and keep it in a bright area so you can have limes when the weather cools down as well. Now, lavender is another great addition to traditional cocktails. It pairs especially well with gin because it brings out that floral element that is in the gin itself. And lavender is also super easy to grow. You can either do it right in the garden or in a container. And if cocktails are the end goal, you want to go with English lavender, which is the sweetest variety. And lavender also works great in lemonade. Plus, it makes it like a fun purplish hue, which is just so lovely. Now, if alcoholic drinks aren't for you, you can add fruit or herbs right from your garden to your ice cube trays for flavorful and eye-catching ice cubes. They're the perfect touch to any summer party, and they're going to get you and your guests totally in the mood for summer. So come on, summer, and come on all your fun gardening projects. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Show on air and online at moneypit.com. Coming up next time on the program, whether you have a green thumb or need to hire a pro, sprucing up your landscaping is a great way to step up your outdoor space. We'll share tips on how you can create a simple landscape plan for a beautiful exterior to your home on the very next edition of the Money Pit. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Remember, you can do it yourself. But you don't have to do it alone. 